0: Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question: Are my business problems actually me problems? In that I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. today's guest is Suzanne Kohlberg who is an author and a coach who helps overgivers and people pleasers learn to set boundaries and say no without feeling mean Suzanne is known for her straight talking and her wacky t-shirts she lives in Sydney Australia with her husband and two awesome children so Suzanne thank you very much for being on how are you doing today
1: I am doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having
0: me. You're very welcome. And uh, thank you for joining us in your early Saturday morning, uh, you know, recording this on a Friday here in my local time. So uh, always (laughs) appreciative when people from your side of the world say yes to uh, (laughs) joining me nice and early. The future's
1: looking good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I always
0: say you guys live in the future, right? So uh, (laughs) thank you for letting us know (laughs) that it's coming and we're good. So I, I appreciate that as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of that, uh, why don't you just contextualize the conversation thing and let us know, you know, how you got to doing what you're doing and, uh, what you're all about.
1: Oh, how I got to doing what I'm doing is a very (laughs) long story short. Um, basically I used to weigh twice what I do now. And I was a total people pleaser, martyr, victim, doormat who said yes to everything, that involved everybody else and no to myself. And I was very resentful. I wasn't conscious of the resentment, just thought, you know, like this is just how you have to be. And then eventually when I realized that I started to set boundaries and say no to others, and more yes to myself and had more time to do the things I actually wanted to do. So make time to exercise, make time to cook rather than having the fresh veggies in the fridge wilting while I get cheap and cheerful because it's just quicker and more convenient. Um, Then, yeah, I just started to experience life in a whole different way. And that led me into coaching. And I wrote a book about my weight journey, my first book. My second book's coming about my entrepreneur journey. And yeah, now I help others to do the same, to set boundaries, to say no, um, to put themselves first because self-first isn't selfish. And what leads me to the conversation today is, yeah, I'm in launch for my program currently. And yeah, the mind drama that goes on for the entrepreneurs when we're launching a program.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Well, I mean, perfectly summarized. I was like, I don't know if you prepared this ahead of time, but I'm like, (laughs) that was very well done. So kudos to you. Um, Yeah. And I also just wanted to add to that. It's firstly, congratulations on your transformation, right? like it's it's not a small one to make. And I don't know if you know my history, but I owned a brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years and people pleasing and putting yourself first was like literally one of the first things that always came up uh, with all the clients that I work with. So I understand you know, the arc you would have had to take to get to where you're at and more importantly, stay where you're at. So I just want to acknowledge you for that because I know it's not a small thing. Um, two, so diving into, since you brought it up already, the launch bit, okay? So tell me more about that. Like what um, what's going on for you internally? What are the things that you're struggling with there? Kind of give me the, the top problems you're facing right now.
1: Okay, so I launched my program full times a year. Um, it goes for 10 weeks and it runs for 10 weeks because that's how long the school terms are. So, you know, boundaries I lead by example, I work in the school time and I have the school holidays off um, except for I'm launching in them. So they're off from work, but they're not off from the mind stuff of like, Oh, um, you know, how many people do I have signed up? How many people are you know interested in the program? And so I tend to be an early adopter. I see something, I'm like, yeah, let's do this thing. (laughs) And then I realize not everybody, actually, it's probably a minority of people who are also like that. So when I initially say, you know, here's the dates for the next round, you jump on in, um, people tend to, and then you have that lull, and then the people, the last minute people come in. So the mind drama or the place I'm in right now is kind of like in that space because there's, what, nine days to go till we start. So it's kind of, and I'm running a, um, like a free training next week for like a little taster kind of thing. And so it's promoting that. And the thoughts are like, you know, everyone's sick of hearing about it or like, they don't want me to send another email or if they wanted to do it, they would have done it already, which, you know, logically, you know, isn't true. Cause it was funny. I was just chatting to a fellow entrepreneur friend before we hit record. And I know she's running a masterclass next week as well. And it was funny. I follow her stuff. I know her well. I can't remember what day it was or what topic she was. So I was like, you know, people get busy in our lives. So I understand the importance of re, um, being front of mind and reminding people and, you know, selling your stuff. But then the people please a part of me, you teach what you most need to learn so you can learn it. It's like, oh, you don't want to be a bother to people or whatever. So that's where it goes.
0: Got it. So There's, I think, a lot of layers here. And the first one that I would just start with is given that you're a coach yourself, how would you coach yourself in this instance?
1: Oh, yeah. I coach myself on this on the daily. And I think you know that's what makes coaches powerful because it's not someone who has got it all together telling you what to do. It's like a separation. It's like being on the path with the clients as well. So like I just remind myself on the on the daily when I do like my thought work or my thought downloads you know the people are still coming there's people who aren't even in my orbit yeah like there could be somebody who comes across something of mine it's like oh this is amazing I'm in so like there's 8 billion people in the world not just the people who are on my mailing list or the people I've already come across um reminding people who are busy that you know this is this is coming cuz how many times have we been like oh yeah I mean to sign up for that and then go about our merry way and then the reminder comes. I was like, oh, yeah, here's that thing again. So it's not making it mean anything about me as a person <laughs> and um, just continuing to show up. It's similar growing a business, I think, to releasing weight is in taking that action day in, day out, even when you aren't seeing the results immediately or fast enough on your timeline. So, um, yeah, just reminding myself to keep chipping away at it each day.
0: So... Beautifully explained, beautifully articulated. Um, I guess follow up question then would be: Okay, so what's stopping you from doing
1: that? Well, I am doing that, but I'm still frustrated that it's not happening fast enough. So it's kind of like there's adult coach Sus who's like, "Yes, I get it," and there's petulant teenager Sus who's like, "I don't want to," <laughs> <laughs> or "I don't care." It's like you know, you know, when you um, ask the kids to do the chores and they're just like folding their arms. So I, I still do it. But sometimes I do it with the energy of like, what's the point kind of thing. So yeah, that's always the the fun stuff. But I must admit, I'm proud of myself for not folding. Like sometimes it's like, oh, I've sent enough emails and I'll just be out, still in the game, taking it through the finishing line.
0: Got it. So in that instance, okay, so normal up and down of the business model that you've chosen, you are doing what you can to manage you know your own thought drama around this you're expecting and are aware of the teenager part of you to you know want to rebel and 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 do what it does so what what's really the problem
1: here oh i'm impatient
0: (laughs) okay so fair i mean that that could be an unwanted state but what's the actual problem
1: well, they're really, they're actually, if I step back from it, there isn't a problem. It's kind of like I'm doing the things that I said I'd do. The brain mind drama is coming up. I'm handling that. So that reminds me of the matrix. Like, what if there is no spoon? What if there is no problem? Um, so, yeah.
0: yeah. What, what what if there is no problem?
1: I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, it's like, this is part of the, the launching cycle that I go through. I just would like it to be less... Feeling like a roller coaster i suppose
0: okay so i'd like a different experience with launching yes okay so kind of goes back to the exact same thing right like you know all of the like from the thought work you know what you need to do you're aware of your emotions you're aware of your inner child you're aware of you know what needs to shift in order to do it so is this a question of, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it? Is this a question of, I'm making a problem where there is no problem? Or is it a question of something else?
1: It's probably, I'm making a problem when there is no problem. Because I would have said in the past, like in previous rounds, because I launched these four times a year, totally would have been, I know what to do, but I just don't do it. Like I avoid doing my journaling or my thought work or whatever. But this time I have been. So I've been really, that's something I pat myself on the back for. But it's just kind of like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> Whereas, like, zoning out and not doing it in the moment feels better because you don't have to sit with the, you know, looking at the numbers or sit with the where your mind's going. It's easier to numb out or avoid that. So, yeah, it's more a case of like, this is just part of the process. That um, yeah, I don't want to be part. Of, you know, I don't want to be here.
0: Okay. So I guess in that case, the question is, what part of reality are you fighting?
1: Oh, the like 50-50, like, you know, I look at life's 50-50. So 50% of time is going to be awesome and 50% of time, not so much. Um, me wanting a reality where everything's rainbows and unicorns all the time.
0: Okay. So again, great awareness. So what are you not willing to let go of?
1: But that dream.
0: (laughs) Okay. And how's that working for you?
1: Yeah, not so well.
0: Okay. So going back to that again, why is it so hard to let that go?
1: I guess... The conditioning comes to mind, kind of like you know, um, and what's sold like is this kind of rainbows and unicorns thing, and it's kind of like, yeah, that'd be so nice, um, but it doesn't feel real. So, yeah, it's just kind of I don't know. Doesn't like I just don't like to sit with crappy feelings.
0: Okay, so I'm resisting that fifty percent of the time. Something's going to suck.
1: Mhm.
0: And I'm resisting the fact that for that 50% these things are going to come up pretty uncontrollably and I don't want them to be here. So what's yeah. coming up for you when I reflect that back?
1: Well, it's kind of like the the resisting is a is a great uh thing because it's like yeah it's it reminds me like if there's a chore or something I don't want to do and I spend all this time resisting and if I just do it then um it's not so bad so it's kind of like resisting feeling crappy versus allowing it to be I think that's the thing it's like oh yeah I don't feel great today noted <laughs> okay.
0: so resisting the 50 percent that's bad yes okay. so that again makes sense so why are you unwilling to let go so i can you that? say that again like why are you unwilling to let go of mm. that resistance
1: I say like, I don't know, and you'd be like, "What if you did know?" Coaching coaches is always so much fun. <laughs> um,
0: so, okay, put a different way, and I'll not use that question because you're getting.
1: <laughs>
0: um, what are you gaining by indulging in this?
1: Oh, self-righteousness. Like I'm allowed. Mm. Okay, <laughs> tell me more about that. It's just that, like. Self-righteous feeling like I'm allowed to be frustrated that things aren't happening fast enough. I'm allowed to, yeah, it's just kind of I'm gaining self-righteousness. I'm gaining like not having to feel failures Not is too strong of a term but like feeling disappointed. Like, I don't, ha- I can avoid feeling disappointed.
0: Mm. Okay. Anything else?
1: No, not that I can consciously get, no.
0: Okay. So there's self-righteousness is what I'm gaining.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and i want to avoid feeling disappointed yes okay in your mind are those two the same thing or are they different
1: they're related but they're different like self-righteousness to me almost feels like an excuse or like you know show the evidence like it reminds me it's it's like a school kind of energy like you know yeah I did my homework here it is see (laughs) even though part of you is thinking like you're doing it thinking this will never work or this sucks or where am I going to use this in my life so self-righteousness feels like a a um yeah it's very indulgent kind of you know I did it and it didn't work see whereas disappointment just feels like it feels really heavy and Yeah, like being a kid and I asked for something and my parents always saying no.
0: Okay. So great awareness on what those things mean to you generally. Mm -hmm. How you got to here was you dove into those by basically saying, well, this is all about resisting feeling bad. Mm -hmm. So how is resisting feeling bad like hey, look, I did this homework, but I don't really care about it.
1: I guess... if you have a goal or something that you want to do and part of you doesn't know if it's like feasible. um, So you kind of take some steps towards it and go, see, I tried. That's the kind of the self-righteous thing. But the deeper part of it is it is like, is this even possible? Like that feels bad to be like, that feels disappointing.
0: Okay. So now as the, onions get peeled this is much less about the thought errors that you have going through the norms of the business model that you've chosen now you're getting into very identity rooted doubt pieces can i even do this is it even possible am i allowed to even dream big enough like that's what you're starting to skirt around yes Okay. So given that, if you zoom out, why is that a problem?
1: Well, I suppose it's a problem if you put a lot of effort into something and it's not feasible, it feels like a waste.
0: So if I put a lot of effort into something that isn't feasible, then it's a waste. Agreed. And what I would reflect back as a challenge is the way you worded that, it presupposes the waste from the beginning, meaning... I'm putting my effort into something I know isn't going to work. So obviously that's a waste. Mm. But what's in front of you right now is you're creating and birthing a business. So it can only work to the extent that you believe that it can work. So going back again, these deeper unworthiness parts of you that are coming up, how are these actually a problem for you?
1: But how are they a problem for me in what context?
0: In the context of everything you're trying to achieve.
1: Well, if I don't believe that I can create it, I won't.
0: Okay. So keeping that zoomed out perspective and now taking that same lens to your launches, to your business goals, to all of the things, how do those connect?
1: It I connects, I suppose, in that I kind of want evidence that it's going to work before I played full out. And then there isn't going to be evidence of that because, like, you believe it and then you build it. Like, I'm thinking I've got young kids. I, nev- I was never concerned they wouldn't be able to walk. Like, one took considerably longer than the other but we got there in the end. And the same is now they're a bit older. One of them's learning to read still. And that's a, it's a lot of effort, but I'm not like, he's not going to be able to read ever. Whereas I don't hold that vision for myself. I'm just like, oh yeah, we'll give it a bash and see what happens. But it's not like it's going to come about. It might not be on my timeline, but it's going to get there.
0: Okay. So, great awareness and great connection which at this point that that's a pattern right like you're extremely good at witnessing yourself from the outside looking in where i see a gap is you're extremely good at doing that in isolation and then not taking the extra step to connect it to your business so if you rewind, is this even possible? Okay, well, now I don't want to feel disappointed. If I go beyond that, right? There's a self-righteousness aspect that if I did it and it didn't work, well, then whatever, I tried. Like I just I handed in the assignment I don't care about. So this thing is less if I don't care about it. Hmm couple that to how do you now act in your business to create all of these results
1: the results that i currently have or the results that Correct. i desire
0: well the results you're currently getting because the results that you desire you don't even think are possible
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i kind of i was to say i do the actions but i'm kind of Preparing myself to be disappointed. So it's, I'm not that like I'm like dosing <laughs> with disappointment rather than feeling it <laughs> at the end.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm microdosing disappointment. So the sting is not as big. So I, I want you to go even beyond that. I'm microdosing smaller actions that I find self-righteous so that I can do them half-assed and then point to them and be like, see, look, just like this assignment that I really care about, this is not going to work, so therefore, reinforcement of the part you don't want to look at, which is I don't even feel worthy and or believe I can make the ultimate thing come true.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: So what lands for you there?
1: The kind of half-assing assignment type energy so that i can say see yeah i did the thing um yeah that's what lands
0: okay so now if you're like we've rewind this back and i'm just reflecting back like my notes right so yeah i'm fighting reality right so i'm resisting the bad feelings i have this half-assed self-righteous pattern of the actions that i take I'm hedging all of my bets to minimize disappointment. So I'm not really creating what I want. I'm actually minimizing disappointment. And at the root of it all, there's a sense of unworthiness and undeserving that I can actually create what I want. And then stemming from that is number five. There's very little, I shouldn't say very little, there's not enough self-belief to get you over the hump to create whatever the desire outcome actually is. So mm-hmm. what lands for you there?
1: The um, Yeah, there's not enough self-belief there. Because if I believed it, I wouldn't be so attached to the timeline. Or I wouldn't feel in a rush. I think I feel like I haven't said it but I feel kind of in a hurry. And it's funny, like with weight loss, because that's an experience I've had before that I finally nailed. It was when I let go of the, like, I need to do it by Christmas or whatever. It's just like, you know, this is going to (laughs) happen. That it did happen on the other side of it. It didn't matter how long it took. Whereas I feel some urgency sense with business that I hadn't really connected to until this conversation.
0: So great. And is it really speed that you're after? Or is the focus on speed just another way to reinforce the five head trash things we just spoke about?
1: Oh, yes, probably.
0: Yeah, right. Because to me, that sounded like the assignment bit. Well, I I want this launch to do X numbers by... The next nine days, oh, it didn't happen. See, like I'm doing all the right things, but clearly there's something, you know, like it's that energy that you get from Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. So
0: do you see even in the space of like allowing yourself to see how all these patterns are bleeding into your business, how warped these lenses are despite how good you are at actually being self aware. Oh yes. Perfect. So to bring it back to what I was saying before with regards to the gap how are all of these head trash problems actually problem in your in your business?
1: that I focus more on the surface actions rather than the underlying beliefs.
0: Okay. So I focus more on the surface actions than the beliefs. Mm. Okay. So that is a consequence of your pattern as far as how you relate to yourself. That's not really a
1: business problem. Oh, well, I'm. It's. I don't. I don't. I just guess I don't really have a business problem in that way. Then, like I don't know because it's ticking along. I'm just in, maybe I'm impatient.
0: Okay, so may or may not be true, and I'm just gonna run with that thread and let's see where it leads. So, if I don't have a business problem. And we started this whole conversation with, well, I don't really have a problem kind of aware of it. Maybe it's just not that bad. I'm not facing reality. So I've got no problems. (laughs) Yet when I unpack it, I have these like four, five major head trash elements that are not just distorting my ability to see reality, they're distorting my ability to face it. They're storing my ability to act in the highest alignment and distorting my ability to even picture and envision the business that I want to have. So what a perfect soup of self-sabotage to never really move forward. (laughs) So, and I know I'm throwing things your way in quite an intense way. So I just want to acknowledge that like i'm doing it out of like love and wake up not as like look at where you're wrong look at where you're wrong um and in that what's
1: landing for you the like building on the distortion so it's kind of like not looking at the deep-rooted problems
0: So if you were to switch gears a little bit now and imagine you lost the ability to engage in all of these limiting patterns, who or what would you be? Free. It's
1: the first thought that comes to mind. Okay. And free of what? expectations um yeah just feeling like i could just do the thing without spinning
0: okay so are you okay if we dive deeper into like exploring the possibility yeah sure more okay so let's just even look at them one by one right if you lost the ability to fight with reality and accepted fully the 50 50 nature of negative and positive feelings what's underneath who or what would you be that
1: um i'd be present i'd be accepting um yeah, just navigating what is directly here, not m- digging up stuff that's happened before or thinking about the future. Just be present.
0: Okay. And how would your relationship to negative feelings
1: change? I wouldn't tie it to my worth or it'd just be like, it's in this moment, that's how I feel. But it, yeah, it wouldn't feel tethered
0: so going back to the free aspect of it okay perfect so if you look at the self-righteousness aspect if you lost the ability to have that self-righteous like look i did everything and still not working who or what would you be that
1: i think i'd be more like curious rather than defensive so it's kind of like i did this was expecting this, and this happened. Isn't that interesting? Rather than like, I did this, and it didn't work.
0: (laughs) Okay. So from a curious space, how do you think you deal with the ups and downs of your business?
1: Like more like a detective or like, you know, like, i looking for clues rather than a school teacher giving a grade so i'd just be like oh okay i last time i did this this happened so i was expecting this again and now i have this isn't that interesting um what needs to tweak rather than feeling like i have to throw the whole thing out or do something else
0: so in many ways separating the drama from the data
1: Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. So you could look at, okay, I got these numbers when I did this launch. What changed? Here's my hypothesis. Now I could modify X, Y, Z, right. It could just be the, the, the objective problem without the baggage you associate in the drama you associate with it. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. So if we look at now the sentiment of, I'm optimizing to never be disappointed. If you lost the ability to engage in that inner limit, who or what would you be?
1: The very first thought that comes up is like unafraid. It's kind of like, oh, well, that sucked. Now what?
0: So much more resilient. Yes. Yeah. Anything else?
1: Curious again, like rather than resigned.
0: Beautiful. Anything else? Mm, No. Okay. And if you lost the ability to feel unworthy and deserving of your ideal business vision, who or what would you be?
1: can't quite find the term it's something along the lines of like driven and unapologetic so it'd be like there's eight billion people in this world i'd be driven to find the ones who get it rather than feeling like i have to explain it to the ones who don't
0: okay so shedding the need to prove that you are good enough to do what you do
1: Mm. okay
0: anything else No, I don't think so. Okay. And then diving into the last one. So if you lost the ability to not believe that you can create the next level of your business, who or what would you be?
1: Focused? Would be focused. Um, I just wouldn't have as much like that mind drama stuff. I'd be more focused on data. I liked that <clears throat> rather than the drama because there's no drama about is this going to work? Should it work? Should I do this instead or whatever? Like if I believed, hey, this is the thing, it would be more the data of let's make it happen rather than the drama of is it going to happen?
0: Hmm. so if you can connect this piece back to how you described your attitude to your kids right like one took longer than the other to walk but I never doubted that they're going to walk how would you show up if you had that same attitude in your business
1: the the showing up part like the action part never has seemed from my point of view to be a problem like I still take the actions but I was taking the actions before from the point of view of like this isn't going to work anyway see <laughs> that you know whereas it'd be like this is going to work but this part needs tweaking or this part needs adjusting like it would be more yeah like scientist rather than petulant teenager so like just kind of experimenting
0: So what I'm hearing is like either taking full out action or not half-assed action. So which one resonates more with you?
1: Full out action. Full out action, okay.
0: And I would assume fully aligned with the biggest vision. Yes. Okay. Do you think you'd also give yourself permission to like envision the biggest business possible?
1: I don't know. I still feel a little bit squidgy around that.
0: Okay. So yeah. let's dive into that. What, what, what do you feel off about that?
1: The biggest vision possible feels like a team and expansion and stuff. And then part of me is like, Ugh, I don't want to train a team. <laughs> like, so it's like, I'm the biggest vision possible is like, you know, a much bigger organization than potentially I actually desire. Like, for example, my husband's an engineer. He likes to be an engineer and get his hands dirty and crawl around inside the machine and do that sort of stuff. He doesn't want to be a manager. And he's offered a number of promotions which he's turned down, which surprises so many people because the career path is normally you do it and then you do this and you do this. So if I'm like, if I think the biggest vision possible for my business, it takes me away from what i actually like to do which is the coaching and the that closer relationship i don't want to like necessarily have a team of coaches underneath me or be that far removed so it's kind of like the biggest vision possible versus what i actually feel called to do
0: beautiful so great clarity and if it resonates with you more to think about your biggest desire or your most authentic or aligned desire
1: yeah no that feels that feels better better because yeah it's like the biggest vision that i could create is not actually the one that that feels like a desire to me it feels you know i want to be don't want to be this big i want to just you know be this big but not from an unafraid or nervous thing it's just like this is the role that i want to fulfill that feels fulfilling to me 100%,
0: 100%, right? And by all means, you get to have the business that, that you want to have to live the life that you want. This was more about just me prompting you to consider, if I don't have the self-belief to get to the next level of my business, it, it doesn't matter what the clarity is. like. Whether you want a 10-person, 50-person team, or you want to be just yourself an assistant, cool. Like If that's the part that makes you happy but the self belief isn't there then it's kind of irrelevant what the actual vision is so it was just more about getting you into that space to explore who or what would i be without these limits right so if i yeah. look at the no that the makes list. sense okay perfect so i just want to reflect back to you right that the the list of who you would be without the limits right so when i asked you generally we are just like well i probably just be freer and then right only through Prompting, it's like, well, I'd actually be a lot more present and accepting of my realities and the ups and downs of them. I would allow myself to navigate what's here instead of actually resist it, right? I wouldn't associate feeling bad to my actual worthiness, right? I would show up in a curious and not a defensive way with regards to everything that's happening in the normal ebbs and flows of my business, right? I'd show up as the detective to solve the problems in front of me, right? So separating the drama from the data, right? I'd be driven, I'd be unapologetic. So full ownership of whatever the desire of a business actually is, not needing to prove anything, focused and taking full on action, Mm. okay? What are you hearing when I reflect that back?
1: Well, it's going to be a a bit of a process, but I can get there.
0: (laughs) Okay. And what would you create from that space? I
1: would create... something that feels good to me rather than something that I think looks good on paper
0: okay beautiful Mm -hmm. so are you allowing yourself to really pour into yourself the possibility of what this could be or does it still feel like Mm. I don't like that there's a close offness that I'm sensing with you here in this space so I'm just curious like Does it feel uncomfortable to actually pour into yourself and explore? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that's also another thing that like, I'm actually uncomfortable with how big I could be if I let go of all of these patterns?
1: Mm, Yes.
0: Okay. Right. Because, and the reason that I'm prompting you for that, and again, kudos to you for the acknowledgement and allowing yourself to go there it's going to be very hard to create out of inspiration and really tap into your desire when somatically it just it, it feels like I'm wearing like a you know like a metal sweater when I put on all these good qualities meanwhile like if I read that list of what we just uncovered I'm like like what a beautiful way to show up right so again, this is not a judgment of like, look, you're not being here where you're saying you're going to be. It's just more of a mirror to be like, look at a part of you knows how big and expansive and fulfilled you can be showing up in this space. Now it's just juxtaposed with the part that's really scared to go. I mm. could even call this a fear of success in some way. Okay, so what comes up for you and reflect that
1: back. Yeah. I liked the, um, the metal, like thing that really resonated. It's like, yeah, like it feels really uncomfortable but you know, you could take that off and and put that on and feels less safe.
0: Yeah. It's not safe to be in my fullest, fulfilled, biggest self.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: So I know, uh, we covered a lot of grounds, Uh, Having started from, there's no problems here at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to just be conscious of time. I know we can't solve all of these uh, here today by any means, but as far as mapping out how your head trash and emotional blocks create friction in your business and create problems in your business... Does this feel complete for you? Or is there still something left? Yes.
1: No, that feels really good. Thank you.
0: Okay. You're very welcome. And uh thank you for allowing yourself to show up because, you know, as coaches, I know it's a lot funner to sit <laughs> on this end <laughs> on the receiving end. So I just want to acknowledge you for that as well. Um, so yeah, if you can then just summarize in your own words, you know, what did you come into here thinking was the issue? And what did you unpack and uncover through this process?
1: Okay, so I came in here thinking the issue was that, um, how do I say the issue? I didn't want to be convincing, but I didn't want to, like, bother people. So it's like, you know, if they were going to sign up, they would have already. So the issue was the mind drama I have around the quiet lull period in the launch. Um, As I Like, is there's no problem because it's just part of it. Like, you know, it will pick up again. And then what am I leaving here with? It's kind of like that underlying self-worth slash bigger picture thing, like feeling uncomfortable with stepping beyond what, what I can vision now and allow myself to create that bigger picture.
0: Beautiful. So yeah, I could not um, have said it better myself. I think that as an umbrella encapsulates everything that we did. And yeah, I agree with you. The root of all of the, I guess we have seven now, uh, head trash elements is the unworthiness, Kind of like the big domino in all of this. Um, So again, I acknowledge you for allowing yourself to go there in this capacity. And if you want to just close us off and let everybody know where to find you and, and who's the best person to find you, Floor is yours for that.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, so my website is Suzannekolberg.com. It's the best place to find me. And I work with uh people pleasers and overgivers and who overconsume in some way. Because I think, you know, many of us are overweight because we overgive. And that overconsuming could be food, but it also could be, you know, Netflix, um, overworking, like doing something else as a way of, you know, avoiding um the difficult conversations, setting boundaries and saying no to others. And that's the work that I do with people helping them say no to others so they can say yes to themselves.
0: Beautiful. Love it. And such an important work you do. So Suzanne, thank you very much for uh, being here and allowing us to witness uh, your process. And uh, for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one.